1: now
3: Greetings and salutations, loyal viewers of this channel. My name is Captain Sean, and today we're going to set sail on a journey through Anna Kasparian's appearance on The Sitch and Adam Show. For those of you who are unaware, Anna recently sat down for about a two-hour interview with PSA Sitch and Adam Friended. I actually think there's a lot of good information in this interview. However, I really wish, honestly and genuinely wish, that certain things were brought up that just were not during the course of this conversation, and this is largely due to the part that I've actually been following the Young Turks for years, and I've been following the change in Anna so a lot of the stuff that was put forward wasn't new information for me, but I think for many of you out there in the audience, it could have been new information in certain key places, and there is some gems in there that we definitely have to highlight, but congratulations to Sitch and Adam for being able to get this together. We got what we got, so let's delve into it, but first, let's talk about my website, actualjusticewarrior.com slash join, where you get early. The access to the videos via the secret video page thank you to all of my members who have signed up so far really appreciate you
5: oh, give me the money give you give me the money
3: okay and of course the podcast listeners apple spotify and google's podcasting platform
5: the one i guess through line you'll notice in the various things that we're going to talk about in this conversation is that it just become more it just became abundantly clear to me that where i was getting my information and i'm not just talking about like you know independent lefty outlets i'm talking about like legacy media outlets right mm-hmm. a lot of them it's not that they report misinformation it's that they omit details of the story that right. would you know maybe the de- the additional details of the story don't change your mind at all right but it's not up to them to decide that. Like, we should know every detail.
3: So one of the things that I find interesting about this conversation is that Anna owns up to the idea that there is a cutoff or a bubble, as is often the overused phrase here on the internet.com around her network, around her that she is trying to escape. And that led her to really terrible coverage of cases, specifically like the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Now, Sitch and Adam actually give her a lot of credit for her in-the-middle-of-a-video retraction on certain key details of Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, time about earlier, and, and one of the things that I, we always commended you on was, you know, when you publicly came out and you said that you were wrong about the, the Rittenhouse
0: video, which, I mean, most people, when they make a mistake, they just try to hide it, or they try to shift blame, you know, Jimmy Dore very, you know, famously shifted blame to his producer, and I thought it was really commendable that you came out and you're like, no, 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 I got this wrong, and you mm-hmm. were trying to trying to show not just do this like for your sake but just say like listen audience You know, you need to understand that this is the story. And, and, you know, I don't want you guys to have the wrong information.
3: And I will say, of all the things that I've given Anna Kasperian credit for over the past year, this is just not one of them. I covered that video specifically. She got a bunch of things wrong and added in a bunch of new misinformation related to that case. However, I will say I do appreciate her now looking back and acknowledging that this was, in fact, a self-defense case. Even though this specifically...
5: And so, okay, with the Rittenhouse story, I was going to cover the trial and I just needed to go back and just like really, really look at all of the details and remember all the details. So when I do the story, I I get the facts right. And then as I'm doing that, I come across a New York Times video. And this was a really, really well done video that they posted on YouTube that showed you in, in slow motion, like how everything transpired that night. Mm hmm. And once you see it for yourself, it's really, really difficult to argue that in those moments he was not acting in self-defense. And right. this is an area where, you know, Jenk and I disagree because, you know, if if someone's hitting you over the head with a skateboard, <laughs> that could kill that could kill you, that could kill you, you know? And so, you know, Jenk is a very he's a strong minded person and he's not one to back down from a fight. So in his mind, you know, someone confronts you with a skateboard, he, he doesn't see it as a threat, but I, I do. And Rittenhouse is, not a big burly guy who can like defend himself um against someone who's like hitting him over the head with a skateboard as he's lying on his back
3: has created outrage amongst people on the left because anna says put in the same scenario she would have acted similarly and by the way this is unsurprising to me anna Kasparian's a woman i don't know how tall she is i don't got all of the those details on the fly ready to go but a woman being attacked by men is obviously going to want a force multiplier more than a bigger male would in that similar scenario, so it actually makes perfect sense for Anna if she's holding a gun in this hypothetical, obviously she wouldn't be in that position, to react in a similar way when being attacked this is why when I saw that there were a bunch of women on the jury, I knew that actually cut in favor of Kyle Rittenhouse because they would imagine themselves in his position, and obviously you would want to be able to defend yourself from those attackers, but I also found it interesting that Anna Kaspera reference a bunch of other things that she got wrong.
5: So right. once I saw all those details, first of all I had to convey them to my audience and be honest about what the what the reality was. The other thing was, you know there was a lot of misreporting about how Kyle Rittenhouse was in possession of an illegal weapon and that he crossed state lines with that <laughs> no, illegal no. weapon. Yeah.
3: I, I, don't, I don't know what happened there.
5: Okay, yep. so that was a lie. And it's not a lie that I just made up in my mind, right? That was how it was reported initially, which is why I would mention the state lines.
3: Ah, oh, oh, my God. what, What is that? I, I don't get what's going on.
5: But not because, oh, how dare he cross state lines.
3: <sighs> oh, oh, no, I, 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 I no, I don't know how I'm having this reaction.
5: Anyone in this country has the right to cross state lines. Okay, okay. It was because it was reported that he was in possession of an illegal gun and he traveled across state lines with an illegal gun.
3: Oh my god, I feel something. I feel a montage. I feel a compilation appearing.
5: Wouldn't go out of his way to go to a protest who crossed state lines. He drove from Illinois to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now again, he drove from Illinois to Wisconsin. It's not like he was in his front yard. And he was approached by a group of individuals who posed an imminent threat to his life. He drove across state lines in a state that he doesn't even live in, because obviously we're dealing with a 17-year-old from out of state, and then he crossed state lines with it. He crossed state lines, meaning he traveled across state lines. He traveled there from out of state, who again uh, traveled across state lines, so he did not cross state lines with an illegal gun.
3: Now look, I'm not saying that the whole universe revolves around me, I would never say that because my marketing team has specifically advised me against doing so however and i do mean how and then ever anna kasparian referencing the cross state lines compilation considering that this is something that was pointed out by me in particular from day two after the event actually took place as a dumb talking point from the left i made the compilation the whole thing obviously obviously was me getting through to her head Even if it was tangentially about this stupid talking point. And I also want to point out that transporting a firearm across state lines is not illegal. This is why I highlighted this from the jump obviously you're allowed to do that you could bring a firearm on a plane and of course this never had any impact on anything related to the case because kyle was being charged for his actions in wisconsin now of course people at the young turks jank included still like to pretend that kyle went to a random community again he lived 15 minutes away his father lived there his best friend lived there his grandmother lived there and he worked there this was not some foreign community to him jank continues to lie about this but i do appreciate and a Kasparian actually acknowledging the reality of the case. Again, you have Rosenbaum, who hid behind a car, ambushed Kyle Rittenhouse on video. We have the drone video that shows this. I've showed it on the channel multiple different times. Chased him into a parking lot. Kyle turns around, points the gun at him while being chased, then continues to run because he didn't want to shoot this person. Then when he gets caught up between a bunch of cars, Rosenbaum lunges at Rittenhouse, gets a hand on the gun according to the DNA evidence, and then Kyle Rittenhouse fires. Obviously, in a situation under a state law where he does not have a duty to retreat, Kyle Rittenhouse retreated and only fired as his least possible option. Obviously, if you're carrying a firearm, it's the most notable thing about you, and somebody comes up to you to try to take that firearm, you have a moral obligation to defend yourself and defend other people by proxy by not letting this madman get the firearm. So Rosenbaum had no right to disarm Kyle. Kyle had every right to defend himself against Rosenbaum, and you are presenting a deadly threat when you go for a firearm. There is no ambiguity about whether or not this was self-defense. It's all caught on video. It was shown in the trial. It was all available video 15 minutes after the incident, and it's nice to see Anna Kasparian actually acknowledge it, even though people on the left are attacking her for it.
5: Then there was the attacks on straight news journalists who were doing their jobs. For instance, when Lee Fong was reporting on the BLM protests, uh, for, he was when he was accurately reporting on the BLM protests and some of the violence that took place during those protests, uh, his own colleagues at the intercept tried to paint him as a racist, I've known Lee Fong for many, many years, since I started working at TYT. Guy doesn't have a racist bone in his body. For them to paint him in that way, I thought was disgusting, and it it had a chilling effect, right? The whole point is to intimidate journalists from doing accurate reporting on what's actually occurring on the ground
3: now she also talks about people that she knows that have been attacked on the streets doing reporting either covering the black lives matter riots or covering trans related stuff she mentions this guy that i've never actually heard of called jesse single i actually ended up looking him up and what i can find from reading his articles is that this is a guy who's pro transgender
5: then there was what happened to jesse single which i found disgusting i didn't know about that until at some point this year, I would say earlier this year. With the
3: trans <laughs> stuff? Jesse's yeah. been on the show before. Yeah, he's done great. Jesse
5: Single is yeah. a good faith, I think, critical thinker. I, 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 I'm subscribed to Blocked and Reported. I have listened to endless podcast episodes uh, from Blocked and Reported. I haven't seen anything from Jesse Single that communicates to me that he is a transphobe, that he is a bad person. He did straight news reporting on basically what you know some of the risks could be when it comes to transitioning literal kids
3: which by the way very notable that he has to or feels the need to write that at the beginning of his articles related to this topic however when he delves into the research which by the way I will link this piece in the description of this video he finds that the study is supposedly supporting the need for treatment including that Cornell systemic review which actually is being referred to by a lot of people as a meta-analysis of a a bunch of different studies does not stand up to scrutiny not for any other medical category would we accept this level of research however not only are you supposed to accept this when it comes to the transes including the transes children but you also have to accept this beyond the level of any other science ever put forward in the history of mankind it's absurd it's ridiculous that this person is being labeled a transes foe for that and since Anna kasparian has been listening to his show or something like that she finds it ridiculous that he's just being smeared viciously as a transisphobe. Now, they also brought up something that I talk about, which is the whole leftist mafia thing and Anna's whole spot with them and specifically what Olay tried to do to Anna because she had no argument against what Anna was saying. So what is some of the reaction that you have gotten to that?
5: Well, I mean, the reaction has not been great. Um, (laughs) I mean, look, that leftist mafia stream was unbelievable to me, like the accusations that were thrown out there. um, Olay implying that I'm I'm racist, because as a woman, I don't want to be called a birthing person like that has, I mean, race didn't come up at all until she brought it up. And then she I mean she was the only one on that stream who brought race into it and like made it abundantly clear that she's got an issue with white women and just thinks they're all the same and like you know whatever (laughs) and then and then after i basically called her out on it she's like oh you're attacking me and only me because i'm black and it's like no you're the only one in that group of people who attacked me and accused me of being racist because i personally want to be called a woman Mm -hmm. so i mean
2: i'm not sure that they fully understand the damage that accusation can do and if they do, oh, that, they under, that makes it understand. even ho- more... They understand. Okay.
3: Now, I've talked about this. I've referenced this on the channel multiple different times, but essentially, Anna said she wanted to be called a birthing person on Twitter. People attacked Anna for saying that because they said she was playing into the transphobias phobias, and oh my god, Anna's such a horrible person. We hate Anna. The whole nine yards. The leftist mafia did their stupid stream, and in the stream they pretended like, oh, Anna's such a good friend, but then they viciously attacked her, smeared her as this evil white lady which of course ole had to invoke race because that's the only card that ole has she cried about the fact that she did an appearance on their show debating prison abolitionism which by the way is a stupid position for ole to have and that is just not an intelligent place to be and she didn't like the fact that the young turks didn't bend over backwards and kiss her rear end in order to please the radical progressive audience so they end up doing this stream anna ends up calling it out and then you have weasels like the serfs who, of course, had all this nasty, biting negative commentary, was just snickering and laughing in the background, not challenging anything being put forward.
0: I have to say it. Oh my God. I have to say it. I like Anna, but I feel a little bit like
5: this is the coddle the white lady hour. Um, and, and, and you know why? And you know why? I thought the best thing
1: about this clip is just that Lance is just here for it and Lance is an asshole. So I saw the memes, by the way. So <laughs> bunch of people who just took screenshots of me laughing. <laughs>
3: non-stop against somebody who was actually a colleague of his who actually gave him an opportunity to come on their show. And he, of course, tried to weasel around it by saying, Oh, well, at the beginning of my stream, I said a nice thing about you. Therefore, you're attacking me out of nowhere. And the surfs, like the weaselly scumbag that he is, of course, cut together Jank being mad at him with the nice things that the surf said at the beginning of the stream to make it seem like Jank was just going crazy defending Anna out of nowhere even though the surfs was so nice. No, they weren't. That's a gaslighting tactic. It's very manipulative. And it's basically what I would expect from the surfs who can never address a point honestly. And of course, he is one of the dumbest people on the internet.com. Remember when we were discussing teen pregnancy in the black community and the surfs actually put forward, no joke, the condom usage rates of gay black men as a response to a teen pregnancy question. And then when I pointed this out, He doubled down. And then when I made fun of him, he doubled down for over a year to the point where people were mocking him to where he just stopped talking about it. He never admitted that he was wrong. He never admitted how stupid of a point it was. He just went on with it until he was harassed about it for a year. And of course, tried to make these like weird appeals to discuss saying that I was obsessed with the gay black men, even though again, I was pointing out what he pointed out that's who the surfs is an absolute fool when it comes to these topics and a liar through and through and i give credit to anna kasparian for calling out all these people on their bs now there were some other portions of this conversation that i found very interesting like the fact that anna knows for a fact that the amy cooper thing the central park karen thing is absolute nonsense now she says she saw something from camille foster
5: i think the amy cooper story is another example you know, I it was fairly recently I came across uh, Camille Foster's very in-depth investigation into that story. And there were so many details of that story that were intentionally omitted or left out of the legacy media reporting of it. And that painted a picture in my mind and in the minds of many others that, you know, there's, there's no justification for the way that she was, you know, panicking when she was on the phone with the 911 dispatcher, right? But then you get this then you find out based on what Camille Foster had um found out and reported.
2: Order now
1: FighterFlare.com Flair.com.
5: was that like she didn't have good cell reception so the person on the other end of um, that conversation couldn't hear her she was panicking because she <laughs> genuinely thought that she was at risk after here's another thing that was omitted in a lot of the reports after she was literally threatened by the bird watcher right who said right. you know if you're gonna do what you want I'm gonna do what I want and you're not gonna like it and then he proceeds to try to lure her dog to him And yeah, yeah. you might still you might still feel that her behavior was uncalled for, whatever, that's up to you. But you should know all those details. And I will say from my personal opinion, if some random I'm alone at a park and some random guy tries to lure my dog away from me. I'm gonna freak out, (laughs) you know. Like
3: I just am. I want to also point out that this is yet another instance of the leftist bubble taking hold, because Christian Cooper's original Facebook post actually showed that he was the one in the wrong in that situation. He was threatening to take this woman's dog. That's why she freaked out. Again, corner a woman without regarding race, any race that considers herself a dog mom alone in a park. Start giving her orders, and then when she doesn't follow your orders, threaten to take their dog and see what happens to you see if you don't get the police called on you each and every time and anna points out that she saw this podcast found out that the police couldn't even hear her so they're telling her to speak up that's why she was yelling and all of this behavior can be explained by the situation that she was found in on top of that we found out from a black person who was walking his dog in the park that he also got into a similar altercation with christian cooper who of course was complained about repeatedly for harassing people walking their dog because he was an avid bird watcher and of course he was in fact the actual Karen in that situation so Anna acknowledges that's fake even though recently they were doing it like when they were pushing the city by Karen hoax on the damage report with John Iderola and Emma Viglin they showed that exact same video repeated the myth and again this is an incident of the left destroying this woman's life for the fun of it, because she was a white woman who dared to get into an argument with the black person that the black person started.
5: And then the other thing that I do now is I just wait. You know, I think the story involving the so called city bike, Karen is a good example of that. The main show because TYT consists of many different shows, right? The show that I'm the executive producer and host of is the main flagship show, the young Turks. Mm -hmm. And Prior to that story breaking, I had a meeting with my team, and I was like, listen, I don't want you guys pitching stories about random individuals in the country who are caught in an out-of-context video, uh, allegedly behaving badly. I, I think these stories are divisive. I don't think we usually have the full details before we talk about these stories. And honestly, at the end of the day, engaging in these witch hunts is actually causing more division and hate in the country than anything else now there are a bunch of other shows on the network that I have no say over that I have no control over who you know inaccurately reported on it and uh, had to issue retractions. they had to take videos down and all that stuff and I just think that was a teachable moment hopefully a teachable moment for everyone
3: in the company so i give credit to anna in this situation for acknowledging what happened and i also give credit to her because i do look whenever these stories go viral to the young turks for bad reaction for using her role as executive producer to not put forward these stories now she also points out that other places on the network of course have their own editorial and they make those decisions so they run with these bad stories all the time but that's not what Anna wants to do and that's a change that she's saying the reason why and we could actually see in its effects on the show.
5: So that was one of the pivotal moments but mm-hmm. honestly I would say it everything for me started when I started getting gaslit on the crime wave. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 really interesting to talk about these various political issues in the abstract But then once you personally experience something and once you see something happening in the country with your own two eyes and your political side is incessantly gaslighting you on it, it makes you question, well, what else are you guys lying about? Or what else are you guys gaslighting about? And that's what happened. So, you know, during the pandemic, There was absolutely a crime wave in the country, mostly in like major cities. Los Angeles happened to be one of them. And, you know, I I talked about how I,
3: you know, was assaulted. Now, of course, Anna also talks about being personally victimized. And obviously, this is a traumatic situation. I wish she did call the police and do a follow up on that so she could get these people arrested. But she also highlights the fact that people attacked her for coming forward related to this incident, which is ridiculous and absurd and not something you would expect of your friends to do. I remember when we first heard about this, we first got this story from Anna Kasparian and i talked about it and i said look it could happen to anybody there's this attitude sometimes in the comment section that's like oh well people like this vote left wing therefore that's what they voted for but let's be real Nobody intentionally votes for a bunch of homeless people to be sexual assaulters on the streets. On top of that, it is the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal that grants all these God-tier rights to homeless people, not necessarily the voters in the state of California. On top of that, if you listen to what Anna Kasparian advocated for before, it was reform around certain drug-related arrests and non-violent instances. Now, I hate the term non-violent instances because I always say Bernie May off never punched anybody in the face, but he ruined significantly more people's lives than any individual murderer, probably, based on his impact on society, on the economy, and on those people who lost their livelihoods, their retirements, and all that, but... What I'm concerned about is the victimless crimes, and I think if I were to explain that to somebody like Anna, that's what she would say she was concerned about. And by the way, those are some reforms that I would have been in favor of, but California, like many of these states, did the ultimate bait and switch on these people, and they're releasing violent repeat offenders, allowing open-air drug markets, and this is not something that anybody has signed up for, and to give credit to Anna Kasparian, this is something that she has spoken out about in public before and after her incident that happened with these two homeless individuals.
5: Well, actually, let me give you the details again, because there's an element to that story that I've never shared with anyone that also explains where my head's at now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I was walking my dog one day, there were these two guys. They appeared to be homeless. They appeared to be on something. They looked like they might be messed out or something because they were kind of acting erratically. But, you know, typically when I come across guys like that, if I ignore them, they won't do anything right that wasn't the case this time around you know they're coming toward me and Char- my dog charlie like he does his business and as i bend over to pick up his business one of them grabs me by my hips and just like with an erection and everything just starts like humping me like wow. right there in like broad daylight and
0: right
5: it was terrifying because like i didn't have any weapon with me no taser no pepper spray nothing mm-hmm. and
0: wow.
5: and luckily the guy he did that and then he and his friend walk away while they're like laughing at me. And if I felt so degraded, scared. And, like, the first thing I did is I called my husband, and he came down, and he's like, where are they? And he started looking for them. We couldn't find them. For me,
3: I find it very troubling that friends, people who have met Anna Kasparian in person, people who are aligned with her, hear about her victimization, and they're more angry about her talking about it in public, about her discussing what happened to her and what she went through, than the fact that it actually happened, that these kind of instances are increasing in frequency because they're in full crime denial mode.
5: Which, by the way, I want to say something about... About, uh, abortion. As someone who is firmly in favor of reproductive rights, I want to tell you guys and your audience
1: mm-hmm.
5: that the vast majority of us do not agree with what Lance said on Tim Pool's show. <laughs> uh, we don't.
3: Nice. I don't know why
5: he said that. And nice. I, was, I was like mortified when he said that. What, what did he
3: say that you're talking about specifically?
5: So, first off, Tim gave him like a ridiculous hypothetical of like a healthy pregnancy at nine months, and the right. woman just decides, like, you know, I went through the torture of being pregnant for nine months, and I've decided to end my healthy pregnancy, you know, right before I'm going to deliver. Right. Uh, no one's in favor of that. Okay. <laughs> no one. Literally no one. Um, I guess except for Lance, because the problem with Lance's, <laughs> just... the problem with Lance's, and the problem with these bad faith debates is that. He wants to win. So when you're not engaging in a good faith debate, you then end up agreeing to things or saying you support things you might not actually support, so I don't know what Lance really thinks.
3: Now this has to be one of my favorite parts of this whole segment, which is where Anna Kasparian makes fun of the serfs because this was just a glorious experience. It was absolutely amazing and we all know Lance of the serfs definitely deserves it. Lance of the serfs, one of the dumbest people on the far left, and even though he worked with Anna Kasparian, knew Anna Kasparian, knew Jank Uger, he decided to go right up Ole's back end right when she was attacking Anna in the most unfair way way humanly possible in order to get those virtue points in order to side with the far left and he's constantly making an embarrassment of himself constantly backstabbing people when it's convenient he is a man of no loyalty no principles absolute weakness through and through and he's incredibly dumb there has never been a salient point ever put forward by the serfs it's never happened and it's funny for anna to make fun of him for being in favor of aborting viable babies right before the moment Of birth while the woman is dilating, and we cover that on this channel. It was hilarious. The thirst made an ass of himself, and we all enjoyed it. A plus material. Tim Pool, who is not the most hardcore debater or anything like that, who is pro-choice himself essentially let Lance, who brought up that topic, walk himself into that trap, and it was enjoyable for everybody the world over. We all laugh at you, serfs. We all laugh at you, Lance. You deserve it, and now Anna Kasparian is coming after you as well. Also, a very notable portion of the interview with Sitch and Adam was this section right here where Anna says that she was actually reported to HR for her tweets related to not wanting to be referred to as a birthing person. Go ahead. No
5: one's no one's approached me. No mm-hmm. one's approached me to tell me like I can't believe you're saying this or you know I can't you know I'm very angry at you. No one's done that. Okay. Um, however two people have reported me to HR. So what, no. what? you're yeah, no.
3: uh,
1: already getting reports. Something to specific HR? or just yeah. a general
5: my tweet uh, saying that I'd like to be referred to, that I personally would like to be referred to as a woman and not a birthing person. Wow. That upset some people, and they uh, reported me to HR. I'm happy to report that HR's response was... Um, she didn't do anything wrong. You know, she can't get in trouble for sharing her opinion on
3: this. Now, immediately, when I heard that, I thought of one person at TYT, even though Anna Kasparian has made it clear that it was actually two different individuals that did so, and that was, of course, Benny, who appears on a bunch of segments related to the Young Turks and has genuinely terrible takes. Now, I kept that to myself, was going to leave that out of the video, but I just found out that Benny quit TYT, and one of the reasons cited for quitting TYT was Anna Kasparian and Cenk Huger's blatant transphobia, transphobia, and all that. So while it's not confirmed, I'm going to assume that this is a more likely than not kind of situation. Now look, overall, it's a fine interview. I think you should watch it in its full context if you guys aren't aware of this whole situation. I think it's quite interesting, but I do think there is this idea, and it comes from the right and from the left, that everything is a grift, that there is no legitimate change or anything like that. But the thing is, that's not how people work. People change their positions over the years. And we're in a situation right now where Anna Kasparian changing her positions on certain issues, which by the way, is getting a lot of backlash from her friends, might not even be the best financial path forward. They addressed in the beginning, this idea of Anna going to the Daily Wire, that was never going to happen ever in a million years. And she pointed that out in the beginning of the stream. So what we're seeing is that she's making changes, changes that don't necessarily make her more popular or more financially viable on a progressive network while at the same time she's being attacked by some of her closest friends in the space for years they're essentially trying to force her into the confines of a cult so it's not really helpful for people to say oh anna is grifting because anna's talking sensibly about crime and she's actually explaining the origins of her thought path And I think that should be something that we should all look at. Now, I will say... Anna in the past has been incredibly unfair to people who have moved from the left to the right wing, even if it was in a more dramatic way, but some of those cases, they were less dramatic moves towards the right in Anna's opinion, and she's attacked them as the false left and all of that. It would have been interesting for Anna to address any of that on Sitch and Adam, but again, Sitch and Adam were doing the interview, they wanted to talk about what they wanted to talk about, so I can't really say anything in that regard. I'm not, she, she, I think Anna followed Sean on Twitter. Yeah. And she seems like maybe, well, I don't know. I haven't seen his videos. So maybe, like, depending upon how, uh, you know, terrible his video is, maybe she'll actually talk to him. say aggressive, right? <coughs> but yeah, listen, I don't know. Yeah, that's a If, wants, if uh, that's Sean a wants to reach out to her for a conversation, yeah. It'd be
0: interesting if she'll she'll go down for it.
3: Now, of course, at the end, Adam and Sitch say that I should do an interview or something of the sort... With Anna Kasparian, and honestly, this is not something that I'm going to reach out to try to make happen, and here's the reason why. If Anna Kasparian comes on, she should understand that I'm not Sitchin an Adam. Sitch and Adam are considered more moderate, even though to the radical left, they're considered right-wing and boosting up the right-wing, so the backlash that she would get for appearing with them is nowhere near the backlash that she would get for talking to me, and also, I've been a serious critic of the Young Turks for years. I have a bunch of different issues that might make this situation completely uncomfortable and also i don't like to personally reach out to anybody behind the scenes to set anything up so i'm open to a conversation but i think it needs to be initiated on the part of their side of anna's side not on my side i'm not going to try to set her up for a fall and it should be done with a full understanding that the backlash from talking to somebody like me Probably significantly higher than the other way around. That's all I really have to say on that particular issue really appreciate sitch and adam calling me out to do that on the show not really but it's okay i still like you guys and i still appreciate you guys so yeah maybe at some point in the future but for me like in my opinion it's not really the nicest thing to do to say hey buddy come on my show i'm gonna get all the benefit a bunch of people are gonna watch it i'm gonna get a bunch of super chats it's going to be amazing for me in every possible way but you will be smeared by everybody on your side you will be attacked repeatedly by everybody on your Side, you will have the guilt by association for things that I've never said that are smears about me that are often put out, and all of that backlash that you experience from Sitchin Adam will be about tenfold just for doing the conversation with me. I I don't, I don't think that's the best possible thing for me to offer somebody. So again, I can't really make that and say, "Oh, it's going to be totally fine," when I know for a fact that the backlash might be too much for somebody like Anna to deal with in that regard. So I will not be reaching out. I will be open to a conversation. But again, you have to understand the full weight of actually doing something like that. And you have to understand the difference in kind and in scale that you would get from Sitchin Adam versus me, because I have specific issues that I want to talk about, specific opinions on cases and, you know, getting people to commit to those positions on air Pretty, pretty, pretty pretty difficult, pretty, pretty, pretty big problem. Don't look for that in the future. I mean, if it happens, it happens. But I'm still waiting on the possibility at some point in time in the future that Anna, who I actually think of everybody on the Young Turks would address this, addresses the Gavin Long thing that I made a video about. But hey. Those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you liked the video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social medias. Support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about Anna on Sitch and Adam. Till next time.
1: Order now